good. Do you want to check yours? Check, 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 check. Yeah, I heard this on the last one that we did out here. What, the squeaking chair? The squeaky chair. It just sounds Uh, like one of us is breaking wind every now and then at a particularly funny moment. Well, you know who has the third mic? Mr. Mizzen. Oh, your your tenacity to try and make him a character. (laughs) He's a side character, man. People love him. He's like our whack pack. You got him. You got uh, who else? Sarge. Sarge. They're all people from my school. The yeah. banter lads. You know who weirdly? Basically, the only apparently the only stories I have to tell revolve around a school that I hated going to for four years. And well, you know what's extra odd I, too? I've never reached higher levels of. Although this guy's also from that school, but it also bears mentioning. You know who weirdly didn't become a side character? Is the guy who sent you all the threatening emails. I feel like that was just like this one and done epic. It's like it's like top different five. Different school, different school. Oh wow, well. that's why it doesn't count. Ah, maybe that's why. Yeah. What was his name? What did we call him again? Ash. We called him Ash, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What have you heard any follow up from him? Nope. No, no, nothing. But I also haven't checked that email. It's like an old as fuck email address from the UK. <laughs> so he could be going off on one. I don't know. Oh my god. I, oh man. I think I think that'd be fun. His to favorite out. guitarist just died yesterday. Dimebag Daryl. No. R.I.P. <laughs> who, no. who died? Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom, age 41, died. Mm. Yeah. We can talk about that a little bit. That's a little sad to start your new sure. year off with. There 41, that's no age, as they say. No. Oh, that's no age. That's no Although age. all his songs were about follow the reaper and fucking, you know, party until you drop, leave a good looking corpse type thing. Oh, wow. He was, so so he he kinda, was probably stoked to be dead. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's thrilled about it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you don't know the band, do you? They're, they're like Children of Bodom. Children no. of Bodom. Have you heard the name? Even I'm, I've heard You've the probably name. Seen it on T-shirts. I'm shocked to learn that that's what kid. their songs were about because I assume they were like a death metal band. Eh, they kind of were in the same vein that like Sounds more like in a Flames Motley were. Crew type of band. They sort of come. Yeah, they were a combination of both. They yeah. were kind of. They they started out basically doing like he was a very good guitarist. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. He was a very good guitarist. Probably inspired a ton of people to pick up the guitar. Um and so they had to yeah death metal stuff which was kind of technical but then as they got a bit more famous they started mm. becoming a bit more rock and roll you know oh yeah so then they almost started looking and acting like wasp on stage oh they were like kind of oh, glam looking as well they had a little like bit the 80s yeah and yeah hell yeah, yeah a little bit 80s you know eyeliner and nail polish and love that yeah, and uh, I saw that. I was never a big, big fan of them, but that was definitely a time in my teenage years. They're like a good band to get you started. They're mm-hmm. like a good, uh, a good little intro. A little starter pack. Yeah, a little starter pack. You know, it's like like a Squire guitar with mm-hmm. the amp for a hundred dollars. You know. I anyway, see. it's a good deal. Yeah, if you know guitar, you'll know exactly what I mean by that. But that's um, one for all you music heads. Yeah, out there. for all your musos. <laughs> Man, you remember? Were they similar? In terms of the hardcore scale, where would they fall re something like Avenged Sevenfold? I mean, heavier than them. But heavier than Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, but well, also kind of yeah, very melodic. Technically, what they did, I guess you'd call melodic death metal, which is... Oh, yeah. You know, so I don't know if... Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to categorize them in that way, but they Burzum. definitely kind of broke into the mainstream a little bit. They're probably about on the same level of heaviness as like Lamb of God or something like that. Okay, all right. Um, 
Yeah, and I saw them a bunch of times. I wasn't, like I said, never really a big fan, but they have their place, and I saw them a bunch of times, and they got progressively worse each time <laughs> because they were fucking Falling drunk. Out of shape. The, dude, they were fucking like hammered on stage. Oh, clearly, awesome. clearly hammered, which I don't necessarily mind if you're a band and you're hammered, if it works for what you're doing. If you're in a hardcore punk band or whatever and you get hammered mm-hmm. on stage, that's all the better. But yeah. if you're trying to play like te- very technical music and everyone's coming to see you because you're a guitar god and you're so fucked up that you basically like stumble, stumbling off stage between songs probably, <laughs> probably take another drink probably to vomit no he was drinking <laughs> on the stage oh good he must have got through like a, about a 12 pack in an hour of Did heineken beers yeah well heineken's too yeah heineken's <laughs> some metalist beer yeah man <laughs> that nice green bottle it's fucking weird but i i also met them a couple of times because uh after the shows like they play smallish venues and you'd hang around outside after and they would just be coming out to the bus yeah like you know there was no separation like they didn't have bodyguards or anything like that they would have to walk through their fans just to get back to their bus so um yeah i met them a couple of times one of them was fucking weird i can't remember which one it was but they're finnish and very very drunk and he just come, goes to his bus and he brings out a plastic carrier bag of dvds that he's apparently just bought that day in the town and he wants to show them all to us so it's this drunk finnish i think it was the other guitarist rupa Wants well, to show you what DVDs he bought, or yeah. he wants to put them on. And no, play he just them wants to show you. us. The, oh. the, he's like, look what I bought today, and he just what? reaches into a bag and he bought like the Young Ones DVD. What's the Young that? Ones is like Ben Elton's one of Ben Elton's early sitcoms. It's like oh, an eighties old comedy sitcom. <laughs> it's very popular, and I was kind of like, why the fuck did he find that? DVDs? He got that and like Mr. Bean and. <laughs> Oh, that's Someone good. else, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a big beanhead. He's a beanhead, yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Elias, I, I don't want to speak too ill of the cunt. He's just died, but yeah. I, I never had a very good impression of him. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> and also... C-, C minus. Pretty into DVDs, or at least his bandmates were. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but he yeah, died at 41. No one knows why. They said ill health for the last couple of years. That usually yeah. means something anyway happy new year lance well here's an interesting one uh happened well this is why it's interesting so one of my favorite rappers mf doom oh yeah also the guy who wears the metal doom mask that kind of looks like well he's he's altered it over the years but it was supposed to look like you know dr doom and now it kind of looks almost like gladiator or something but mf dead now mf dead now yeah Yeah, exactly so he um he died but apparently he died in October, and it yeah, was only they, just confirmed by his people. It. So there was like apparently there was a post on his Instagram around October mm-hmm. that was like from his wife being like, "Thanks for the lessons you've taught us." And right. people were like, "Is he dead?" <laughs> and then finally, it got confirmed on the last day of the year. But then also, apparently, his death date was October thirty first. Oh, Halloween! There's some hoaxish qualities so there's a kind of kaufman-esque him dying on october on halloween as you know his rap persona is the super villain and he's dying <laughs> yeah, on but the, he's not like the halloween cowboy no you know, he's the not super villain isn't necessarily uh, but i mean but he wears a mask you know he wears a mask constantly <laughs> yeah. he's always been like this because he's known for doing weird i think that this is going to go down as andy kaufman-esque because more andy kaufman-esque than tupac-esque because like when tupac died people were just like he can't be dead. He was too yeah, good and yeah. too young. When Andy Kaufman died, people were like, I really don't trust anything this guy says. Well, because I think he specifically said that he was going to fake his death as well. Did he say that? Yeah, I think he told, uh, what's this mate, um, Bob. 
Fuck, I forget his name. Zamuda. Zamuda, that's it, yeah. He told mm-hmm. him that he was going to fake it. And then he died like a year later. <laughs> yeah. It does well, make you suspicious. Well, so same thing. This guy always has worn a mask, have been shrouded in mystery, dies on October 31st, also under bizarre circumstances where it doesn't officially get confirmed until three months later. That is surprising. Yeah. But then, uh, weirder than that, is like, he's known for, this guy was known for, first of all, there are very few, if any, pictures of him outside of that mask. Hardly, and now, to be fair, are that many people clamoring for them? Probably not. <laughs> if there was a paparazzi, he might have gotten caught by now. But he yeah. was like known for, I guess, like having a wife and kids and like being a relatively normal dude. Uh, Didn't he send out Im- like people to? Yes. So this is what I was going to get to. So yeah. this is not the first time he's hoaxed the public, right? Is because before it was a big controversy that because no one knew who he really was. He had sent out imposters onto the stage to just wrap his shit along for him. Yeah, but apparently it was very obvious. Yeah, apparently. And then, but then what he was saying was he was like, I remember when they interviewed him about it, he gave one of the weirdest interviews about it where he didn't deny that it was an imposter. But then also denied that it was, and it like in the same breath also said like, oh well, I just lost a lot of weight and my voice changed. Right, and they were like, so it was an imposter. He's like, well, even if it was an imposter, just coincidentally, yeah. I happen to look exactly like that imposter now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I have changed. But what he said was he was like, okay, well, his his defense of it, I remember, was so odd. Where he was like, you know, what people don't understand is they see me as like this rapper, but that's not that's not what I am. Because you should think of me more as like a director. So I have this character and I happen to play him out of necessity. But if I want somebody else to play him in a live performance, that's fine by me. Like the tape face defense. He basically was saying, <laughs> like, okay, so wait, okay, explain that to me. Tape face is yeah. using stand ins? He was. Or, or at least he planned on it. So I, tape I don't think was... I know the details on this, but I'll just to give my yeah. only experience with it. When I was on Vegas.com, when I was in Vegas so like a year back, there were all these bad reviews for the tape face show, and I was like, man, it must really suck. And everyone was like, it was fine, except just randomly in the middle of the show, he'll send out a, someone who's not him. Yeah. That just acts like him. <laughs> just as if we're just not going to notice. <laughs> yeah, because he his act is, you know. As you might guess, he has tape over his face. Right. So he never speaks. He has a distinctive look, but I suppose one that you could imitate. Yeah. And most of what he does, he could learn and imitate. Yeah. But still, you're going to see him. You're going to see the guy, in his case, the guy from America's Got Talent. That's why he got his Vegas show, was because yeah. he got kind of notoriety from there. And then, yeah, suddenly if you're sending out <laughs> yeah, just other some inferior schmuck. people with tape on their faces, you know, it's not... <laughs> Because his actual stage name was the boy with tape on his face. And then I think they changed it for America's Got Talent because they were like, oh, the Americans won't be able to remember all of that. It's too long. (laughs) Just tape face. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. But now it's other people with tape on their face. Just a very, a collection of people with tape on their faces. Tape in the faces. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it didn't go. The plural is tape's face. It didn't go down very well. I mean, and fair enough if you're paying, I don't know what his price was, but probably $40 plus, you know, for his show. So you're paying $40 to see the boy with tape on his face and you just see a bloke with tape on his face. Yeah, just I understand. Yeah, well, same thing with same with MF Doom. Yeah, you can see MF Doom. It's like, well, you are the voice on all of the records, so why would someone want to just go see someone else? Yeah, performing. And he's like, well, I wrote like he also wrote all the music, but it's like, all right, well, that's being played through a 
turntable. Right. It's yeah. not like it's going to sound different. Well, Dead Mouse, I think, said that he'd done it occasionally. He just sent someone out to do it. Which that I almost that, feel like you can like, get away with. Fine. You know, yeah. who cares? It could be a combination of people doing yeah. that. You know, the same way the Daft like Punk. the residents or yeah, like yeah. It, it really doesn't necessarily matter who's on stage. That's something. Also, how fucking lazy are you? Like, I mean, in I, Dead Mouse's, yeah, I would be performing more than I had to for free, just out of sheer guilt at the amount of money that was being paid for. <laughs> for they this got, shit that he sometimes does. they would get for a Vegas just one night in Vegas, they'd be getting two million dollars per show for one night. Yeah, not even a residence. Yeah, no, it's just one night. Two million, just Boy. basically for them, their fee is two million. Yeah, Dead Mouse. I feel yeah. like Dead Mouse is was hot in vegas dead mouse i think the chain smokers were pretty hot in vegas yeah, all of that there. kind of stuff avici was yeah. at one avici, point before oh, yeah. he, well, he's also dead yeah well he's a dead or now. is he or is he yeah, yeah. Or did he slash his wrists up for banter and memes and then yeah i mean we're, we're how many days out. we're how many days into the new year five five, five. days into the new year by the yeah. way better than a our last year don't forget that last year, in 2019, we didn't record for the entire month of January. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max, our resident poor quality historian. historian. Yeah. That's right. Look, check <laughs> the dates, my friends. We check definitely have dates. gone periods where we've just not gone around to it. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're we'll in commit it. to we're it this time. You know, we're trying yeah. hard. Took a bus here. Oh, yeah? You took a bus? Took a bus. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. How was mm-hmm. that? I haven't been on an LA bus for a long time. It was fine. Yeah. It was lengthy. The only thing was is that somehow I was like waiting at this bus stop and it was like, all right, it's delayed, it's delayed, it's delayed. And then I sat down and I looked and it was like it left 15 minutes ago. I was oh. like, what? I've been here the whole time. It just didn't stop. I, I can't imagine that it, like I was literally there for not five minutes. That would happen in London all the time. You'd yeah. see the bus just go past. The schedule just was just, I don't, know if those, <laughs> I don't know if the bus did go past and I just missed it or if the schedule was just yeah. fucked on the phone. Yeah, no, you could tell in London sometimes they just wouldn't do it if there was yeah. traffic and it was hard to yeah. change lanes. But then luckily the, <laughs> luckily the next bus was early, so. Right, right. I got oh, here on time. Sorry, going back to, to dead people, mm. right, and deads. Uh, by the way, surprisingly, last year, not that many. For a year with a global pandemic that affects old people, yeah, not that Who many died? celebrities dropping dead, um, which was disappointing for me because I kind of like obsessed Co- well, about... Well, Kobe Bryant was a huge one. Yeah, but that was a helicopter right crash. Yeah. Unless COVID crashed the helicopter. Well, I mean, if you had Kobe in your death pool that year, you would have won big, big, big because he was young. Yeah, but no one would have And him. unexpected. Because yeah, that was so unexpected. So, unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. so no, you had a couple like that, but even then, not very many. Um, Sean Connery and Alex Trebek were both kind of predictable. Uh, yeah. Neither of them died from COVID. No. Alex Trebek had cancer, and I think Sean Connery had been demented for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, but this year, another one. We've had like a little a little pocket of deaths now. we got Alexi Leho. we got uh What's his face? MF, MF Doom. Doom. Yeah. Tanya Roberts. Do you know this one? Uh-uh. You wouldn't really know her because she, uh, you know, she was moderately, I wouldn't even say moderately famous, but she was she was a Bond girl once. She was in A View mm-hmm. to a Kill, I think. And so she's well known enough that if she dies, it makes the papers, right? Yeah. So they announced, predictably enough, she's in her 70s or something, they announced, uh, she, her agent announced, she's dead. Mm-hmm. She's died, unfortunately. What a shame. Yeah. And then... Uh, the next day or a few hours later she or a family member of hers writes and goes no she isn't what <laughs> oh that's awesome. how no, that happened i on a, i wish i'd read more about it well i just remember the bullet points because i've seen the headlines for the last yeah. few days so yeah that happened tiny roberts announced it oh okay what a shame tiny roberts not dead says tiny roberts 
and then that is so funny. Yeah, it's weird that her agent would announce it. It's not even. I like, wonder if maybe he just got a look at her and was like, "Ugh, yeah, she's fucking dead." She's probably dead. Yeah. Or if he like wrote a kind of press release and accidentally. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, he just had one prepped after yeah, he got you know, a look at her. Accidentally, yeah. uh, because then the next day, she died. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> she died for real, yeah. Oh my god, wow. That's, that's a great I can't believe I die, missed this it? whole fucking wacky saga. Yeah, I, I fucking, there's nothing funnier to me like, on the most base level than an than like an accidental, a deaf, a deaf bumble you know like fumbling yeah. a death or a death announcement one of my favorite ones which no one will know about in america probably is in it must have been 2016 when david bowie died mm-hmm. right so david bowie died whilst one of his ex-wives was in big brother she was in the big brother house in uh in england uh-huh. on the tv series celebrity big brother and they brought her into the um, diary room to tell her the news that your your beloved ex-husband has died and she was obviously mortified about it and didn't really tell anyone but people got the idea that something was up because they, they don't get to see the news or anything in there so no one else had any idea there was another guest in the house called David Guest I don't know if you know him Mm-mm. he was American but he, I think he for whatever reason mostly was well known in, in England he was a musician I think but sort of more of a you know, a talking head type guy. Yeah. Uh, he was friends with Michael Jackson and stuff like that. So like a minor celebrity, hence he's in the celebrity, but big brother house. Um, so David Guest uh, had apparently been feeling unwell and, and had gone to bed. Uh, someone goes and talks to David Bowie's ex-wife and then they come out and tell someone else, David's dead. And then that person goes running around saying, David's dead. Oh my God, David's dead. Meanwhile, David Guest is lying asleep uh, not feeling too well in the other room. They all think that David Guest has died in the house. But while he's in there? Yeah. Because they misunderstood David <laughs> Bowie dying for David. Like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, David's dead. So they think you can watch that. You can type it on, on YouTube, David Guest, Big Brother, or David's dead, Big Brother. Oh, it's one of awesome. the fun, that you couldn't write a better farce. Because then they all like sneak into the room and he is coincidentally like Asleep. sleeping on his side. Oh, man. They all think he's dead. And so they like go. And then eventually he kind of like stirs and they scream. And then uh, eventually they figure out what's happened, that David Bowie has died. I love that. And There's, I also love that in their heads, the producers were just letting them. We'll just leave them in there yeah, until. television. But because it was kind of covert, like, you know, no one was saying, oh, David Bowie's died. It was kind of covert anyway. I think they thought that might be what had happened. Like, the, mm. they were making plans to get him out, but someone let slip that David had died. <laughs> uh, but it was actually David Bowie. Now, even funnier than this, David Guest gets out of the house and has received probably more fame than he's had or notoriety than he's had for a while just because of that funny clip decides to embark on a solo tour god knows what he'd be doing speaking uh and he calls the tour david's not dead which is quite funny before he could do the tour he died Oh, that's you good. You can't write something you gotta, more perfect. You gotta refund <laughs> the David's Not Dead tour because David, David dies. Died. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It is very, very funny. Yeah. I can't Damn. imagine anything funnier. That's pretty great. <laughs> David's Not Dead. It's the dead. only way you can laugh at, laugh at death, isn't it? I just. I hope my death is something like that, that there's some big misunderstanding, you know? Not just a boring, oh, he was sick for a long time and he died. No, I want something to go horribly wrong. Yeah, you go the announcement with a great deal of confusion. Or in the death itself, yeah. Mm -hmm. Spontaneously exploding, that would be a good one. 
How great would that be if we were just sitting here doing? I would, I would die on the podcast. Well, I no, guarantee where I'm, you. Where I'm, at, where oh, I'm, and I'm just talking. I'm like still talk, I'm You're like, talking. You're uh, talking. I just spontaneously explode. It would be interesting yeah. to have a live recording of not exactly of your death because I feel like that's not that uncommon, but a live audio recording of someone seeing your death and reacting in real time. Yeah, your unexpected <laughs> death. It'd be like the Grizzly Man tape. Oh God, yeah. Werner Herzog would come in and be just like, like "No, only I must hear it." Yes, <laughs> not this one is for me. This is only for my collection. You must never see it. Damn, dude. I'm collecting all of them. I know. We. I feel like that. That tape has become a side character on our podcast. What, how many times have we talked about? I'd that say at before? least four. <laughs> really, Werner oh, Herzog yeah. and Grizzly Man listening to all in the front heads, of in front the... of the guy's wife. Or, or yeah, his mom, yeah, of course. Was it his mom or his wife? It's his mom. I think it was his, his mom. girlfriend. He had a girlfriend who he had like yeah. duped or groomed into going out there with him. And then him. he's like, I'm leaving you for the bears, hon. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then and they, they, they both died, him. I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Either way, uh, yeah. So his mom has the record. Like he was recording at the time, right? Uh, when he got attacked, he, the guy was recording or filming. Was it film or audio? See, I don't know. It. I think I, it was it just audio. I, I think it was really just know. audio. Because yeah. he's, he's... And she's like, obviously, I've never listened to it. And he's like, I will. Yeah. I will listen to it. And I will tell you about it. So you see him listening mm-hmm. to it. We don't get to hear Very it, obviously. Because only, he, can, only yeah. he could possibly internalize this. Yeah. And then you see him go back out to her and go, I think you should destroy this tape. <laughs> never <laughs> listen to it. Similar to Lars Ulrich's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just him telling his son to delete the I work he'd done on this. his album. I would start shit. over. <laughs> I think I would just delete that. I yeah, that's fantastic. That man. just start. To, this is yeah. not your best. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like just stroking this huge white beard. That he's got. <laughs> <laughs> like an old sage. Like Gandalf the Wizard. It's, it's fucking oh, great. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, happy new year everyone this happy is, new uh, year indeed well the other thing that i was no i was getting on about these celebrity deaths and all because i was like wow you know five days into the new year and it's been exactly eventful enough to destroy confidence that anything is going to be better or different this year because it's just like dumb petty shit because i don't know if you've heard about bean dad bean dad bean dad no oh yeah newest cancellation on twitter Okay, what does it mean? Well, it's uh, this guy who actually is a famous musician, but I think he went viral, and people half the people canceling him don't even know that he's a musician. Not doesn't really matter to the story, but he he was he wrote this long Twitter. You know how people do those like Twitter story threads on like just replying to themselves. Yeah, so they can get around the character limit. Yeah, right. So he wrote this long diatribe. This I'm sure what he thought was a very funny story about how he's sitting there I don't, organizing his Funko Pops or some shit. I don't know, some god-awful hobby. And his daughter, who's like nine years old, comes in and is like, Dad, I'm hungry. And he's like, go make some baked beans for yourself. And she's like, okay. She goes and gets it, and she's like, Dad, I don't know how to open the can. And he's like, have you never used to use the can opener? And she's like, I don't know how to use a can opener. And he's like, well, figure it out. Yeah, and then he's like, and he, the way he's narrating, he's like, "This was a teachable moment," and then the story just goes on and on, probably into pure fiction. 
<laughs> of like of the daughter being like, I hate you. And like six right. hours going by with the daughter not being able to figure out how to use the can opener and this, that, and the other. And and that's the whole and it story. Ends with, and she accidentally uh, cut her head off with the To be quite opener. honest, I don't even know how it ends. But okay. I do know that... You got canceled for that? It's, Why? It, I couldn't tell you. People are sitting there being like... Is that as bad as it, wait, is that as bad as it got? That's like, as bad it, as it gets. He doesn't strike her. Nothing no, no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Wait, he just told her... Okay, we'll go I figure can read it, it to you verbatim. But oh, it's because it's wanna... it, it has to do with like her continuously being like, "Please, I'm hungry," and him being like, <laughs> "Figure out the can opener." Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of the people commenting have never met a nine year old. Well, I think that's probably you know, a he's big... dealing with this every day. <laughs> he's probably showing. Well, but her how I to think do it's it. also it's just the way he's writing it is he's like. Oh well, fucking! I'm you know this is a teachable moment for me, and he's kind of doing like you can tell he thinks he's doing like a funny like newspaper column style, right? You know whatever the yeah, well fuck. that's repulsive in its own way, but I don't know. But what would you what form has the cancellation taken? That's probably the more important thing. I don't know. Has exactly. it just been people saying like they, this is just not? Parenting. Well, they've chased him off of Twitter at at CPS. Look at this. Oh, no. They've chased him off of Twitter. Apparently, Why are like, you just sitting there, Child Protective Services? I think I heard something about, like, they're going to take something away, some TV show away from Ken Jennings because he's what? like, because Ken Jennings was like, I don't see anything wrong with this story. Oh, for fuck. So this is why you just don't get involved. Just, <laughs> just don't get involved. But to me, like, I'm fucking... like, just don't apologize to begin with because that is so weird. It'll blow over. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't read it. Maybe he does say something. Fu- you said you hadn't read the whole thing. Maybe it ends with like, and then the obviously I cut her head off with the can opener <laughs> yeah. to teach but her uh, a lesson. He, yeah. he, he goes and r- he, he runs away from Twitter and then he goes and does this pathetic apology on like his blog or whatever, where he's like, <laughs> that's I, what they do. They're like, he goes, stepping away I'm, from Twitter. He goes, I'm insensitive. I'm a straight white heterosexual male or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm a that, straight that white male. I didn't realize that uh, the way that I thought was just being a good dad is actually very similar to how abusive fathers, and I didn't mean to trigger anyone who's been abused by their dads oh in the past. Lord. People were saying, like, this dad is abusive. This is clear child abuse, what he's doing to her. Telling her to open a can of beans by herself? Yeah, and, like, she's crying and being like, I can't figure it out, and he's like, well, what have you got figured out so far? And she's like, well, I know that I can figure out that this does this, and he's like, well, you've almost got it figured out. You just got one more step. And people are like, you fucking monster. Well, you See, I'm not. It's not that I'm above acting that way, but I think I would just get so bored of it that I would just go find here and do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And if I was in that situation, yeah. so it does seem a little strange that he's so committed to a very. Which is why I also think the story's fake. Yeah, it doesn't like, sound. I don't realistic. think it really went on for six hours. I don't know any child who's. Yeah, wouldn't she just eat someone else at that point? Yeah, like like him. Yeah, just fucking it becomes it. a very different. She story. chucks the bean can at his head. Yeah, yeah, bashes it in, and it's just like. And also, I'm not totally sure. To be completely frank, that even at nine years old, it would take me six hours to figure out how a can opener works. Yeah, kind I don't of think told, anyone ever kind of shows you something about. Yeah, you know, the quality. Maybe that's, of oh, it. maybe that's why it's canceled. The kid is. The kid is. The kid has special yeah. needs. Yeah, he's he that was like mocking it. her. Yeah, pushed her in a pool. Or maybe he's getting, maybe his parenting skills are getting questioned because his child is nine years old, and they're like, "How can she not open a can opener? You've been a terrible father." Oh, maybe that's what it is. Well, yeah. yeah. So they've gone and shit, but I'm just like, "Oh my god, dude!" Day one into 2021, everyone's like, "We got Cancel! a thing." <laughs> Rubbing their hands, gluefully. get this motherfucker. 
And yeah. it's like, yeah, well, great. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm pretty thankful to be away from it. It has to be pretty severe for me to be become aware of it now, I think. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, J.K. Rowling, like... they're still talking about. Still? Yeah. Because she's got something to lose, you know? It's not like yeah. she wrote some books and then she's done. Like, she's still actively involved in... They got a movie in production still. A movie that's already suffered from cancellation because of Johnny Depp's Yeah, this presence. is like a fucking cursed movie over it here. It really is, yeah. It does seem that way. And uh, then they got Mads Mikkelsen to replace him. They did? Yeah. Which, honestly, is not a bad choice. Mads, he's a good actor. I just wish he wasn't doing Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it's Johnny not really. Depp, I'm used to it. He hasn't been good since probably uh, late 90s. He does all kinds of shit. He was like in like Hannibal. The guy's not prideful about where he works. Have you seen Hannibal? No. I heard it's good, though. It actually is. Oh. <laughs> Surprisingly good. <laughs> Surprisingly good. There have been two TV shows recently where, for similar reasons, I've kind of written them off. Despite watching them and liking them, I'd kind of written them off because mm-hmm. they are, in many ways, like very puerile yeah. kind of base. Yeah. But they're actually both good. Hannibal is one of them. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, Hannibal went out on a network, like, like fucking NBC, yeah, like NBC or something. It went yeah. out. It was on NBC, and uh, it's one. Of, it pro- possibly is the most gory thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I've seen a it's couple episodes, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, "This is shocking how it, much they get away with." Not only that, I don't think you'd get away with it in an R-rated movie. I think the MPAA would say, "Oh, we're going to tone that down." Yeah, you know. It's really, really unusually violent and kind of graphic and disturbing. Uh, but there's that. It is kind of like a police procedural, especially at the beginning, which is really stupid and kind of boring, like CSI. Yeah. You know, a lot of people looking at clues and then turning to each other and saying, he's laughing at us. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but once it gets into the the proper kind of meat of Hannibal himself, like Mads Mikkelsen, that Hannibal is better than Anthony Hopkins' one. Hmm. Which everyone, I mean, he won an Oscar for that. And it's sure. like an iconic performance. The, Mads Mikkelsen is better at it. And wow. also there's a lot of nice looking food, even if it is probably human. It's yeah, I've very, heard that a lot. I've heard it's a very sensual show. It's it very is. aesthetically It's very homoerotic as well. I, oh, I think yeah. Brian Fuller, who created He's got it, like a little gay, twink so. boy that follows him around, right? Um. Well, the, yeah, the, the psychologist. Yeah, yeah, Will, Will Graham. Yeah, the yeah. criminal psychologist is like the... He's not like a twink. He's it's like a skinny little but he's boy. A little, yeah, he's a little mousy. He's a boy. Yeah, and I looked, you know, because I... So I watched a bit of it, and I was like, ah, this is stupid, and fucking turned it off. But then, for whatever reason, me and my wife started watching it, and we both got really into it. And it is often really stupid as well, and often doesn't make that much sense, or stretches credulity or whatever. But it starts, especially in the last season, it goes pure fucking surrealist almost it's really abstract and kind of strange and lofty in some ways it's i liked it a lot actually yeah i will have you know yeah all right well so there's that. that was wrong of me to say and i thought oh well you know this is actually a kind of secret it might be like a cult classic you know because it got is one of those other shows like joss whedon shows that got canceled before its yeah, time yeah. and you know there are people so i went on the reddit i was like, oh i'll probably get some good conversation here nope it's all gay fan fiction the Reddit oh, yeah. is entirely oh, no. everything, everything I've ever seen on the Hannibal is like it's like the, it's a very Tumblr friendly. It is, yeah. It's they very love, it's it's all horny. It's horny girls, like, yeah, horny yeah. girls that are teenagers love them. writing fan fiction and like probably yeah. share, sharing GIF sets of them looking at each other a bit cross eyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. There's no good conversation about it, but it is a good show. Yeah. And uh, actually, Brian Filler, who created it, uh, said at one point, which tells you a lot about network standards in America. He said at one point that 
there's a sequence involving a big massive bodies sort of tied together like a monument like a temple like uh-huh. a totem pole even yeah and uh it's very gory and a horrible sight the network apparently did have a note about that and it was just that you could see someone's butt crack a bit too much mm, no, so they solved it by digitally adding more gore to the, to the <laughs> butt crack and then the network was like yeah fine sounds <laughs> Go good ahead. so you can't see a butt but you can see yeah the oh, other okay. one though mm. is now this will really surprise you spartacus on what? stars they made a show about Spartacus on on the Stars Network. Okay, really? Yeah. Is it like I'm picturing like Troy with Brad Pitt? No, not really. Uh, it's four seasons, and it is historically it's historically more accurate than the than the movie, the Stanley Kubrick movie was. Uh huh. Because Stanley Kubrick movie is Spartacus I mean, was a real person. Yeah. Who's Spartacus? Tell me the story of Spartacus. Uh, okay. He's like a slave. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Yeah, it was the uh, the third servile war was supposedly started and led by Spartacus, who it probably wasn't his real name. It was probably a name kind of given to him um, when he became a slave. They're not entirely sure everything about his life, but the events of the third servile war are pretty well known. Basically, he escaped from a gladiator arena. Yeah. That's pretty well documented. Uh, with a bunch of, with seventy other slaves, amassed an army by going around uh, the Roman Empire, Italy, you know, southern Italy, and liberating a bunch of slaves from either you know mansions or other arenas or whorehouses, that kind of thing. He amassed an army of, I think, somewhere around sixty thousand slaves, wow. and started fighting the Roman Empire. Not only did he start fighting them, he actually won quite a lot of the time. They defeated, uh, un- completely unexpectedly, defeated a lot of Roman uh, generals and legions, entire legions of the Roman army they defeated. Uh, it's a really, really fascinating story, and it is true, for, at least for, for the most part it seems to be true. Uh, this, uh, the, the version on stars is pretty historically accurate. They have to make some stuff up because not that much is known about his time in the arena, and not much of that's known about um, you know some events after he left or him himself even so obviously it's fictionalized but they do get a lot of real real life figures in there and they make use of them and um that's all very good unfortunately and this is what kind of put me off in the first place was it looks kind of like it's been made by a 15 year old teenage boy it's it's like titties everywhere and and it, it is basically very similar to softcore porn in a lot of ways it's like caligula uh yeah kind of yeah uh the movie caligula you mean yeah yeah. yeah yeah it is a bit like that like they have very very you know the word gratuitous mm-hmm. some people say oh it's just too much and they think that means gratuitous no gratuitous means there is literally no point in this being here yeah it serves no purpose whatsoever except to you know completely out of context be titillating or something like yeah. that and that's exactly what spartacus is especially early on in the first season um the first few episodes are kind of gash like they're pretty bad and not only that but the fight scenes it's like 300 star it, it mm. kind of looked like a bargain bucket 300 yeah. you know like a lot of green screen and a lot of it's kind of cheap as well you can tell it's fairly low budget compared to like game of thrones for instance um which i think had something like six million dollar budget per episode yeah towards the end um yeah so it's pretty I low think stars shows have that reputation yeah uh, Evil Dead, uh, Ash vs. Yeah. Evil Dead is another one which is kind of similar in its presentation. Yeah. yeah. Um, like kind of cheap, very obvious fake CGI blood flying all over the place. A, a lot edgy. of slow motion yeah. and a lot of tits and dicks and stuff. There's actually mm-hmm. probably more dicks in Spartacus than tits, which I quite like. Okay. And a lot of them are huge. 
I've, I, I think, think they're I, wearing Is this the show I heard a controversy about people wearing fake dongs? I don't know if it was a controversy. It's pretty obvious in some cases that yeah. they're fake. Yeah, because they're just unusually... There's not a small penis in that show. You see a ton yeah. of people naked and somehow no one has a... Not even a small that's one, like an average how, one. That's how it was back then. It's history. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but either way... Um, it's really yeah. Once you get past that first few episodes, and like the language is really bizarre as well, because kind of like Deadwood, they've tried to be roughly approximate to the time. Obviously, they'd be speaking Latin and Coin Greek back then, but um, they've tried to make it sound like Latin in the sense that like the, the the structure of sentences is is strange. So like you know they, they might say, oh yeah, eh, fuck it. It's just all a little bit wordy, and they often talk about you know. <laughs> the gods see fit to spread cheeks and jam cock in ass. You Wait, know? really? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like very. It's uh, both crass and. Ver- yeah, especially one character played by John Hanna. I don't know if you know him. Uh-uh. Uh, John Hanna is the brother in the Mummy. Remember Rachel Weiss's brother? Oh, okay, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kind of funny guy. Yeah, he's well known in the UK anyway, and uh, he plays the uh, Lanista, the the head of the gladiator school that Spartacus gets enslaved in. Uh, he's fantastic. And uh, Lucy Lawless plays his wife, Xena the Warrior Princess. Oh, she's still working, is she? Yeah, she's in Star Shows. She's also in the Evil Dead show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she turns out... And, yeah, get past those first few episodes, and you laugh at the first few episodes, because they are funny and how shit they are. Then you'll find yourself, just like me, starting to realize, oh, wait, I'm not like finding this enjoyable ironically or kind of like sneeringly anymore i'm actually starting to like it i'm starting to like the characters and stuff it's pretty cliched and pretty generic at times but it's good damned if you don't care about the the schemes and the plotting going on um so anyway i I watched that with my wife recently and she was a big game of thrones head and she thinks it's better than game of thrones so there you (laughs) go there you go on record friends yeah rachel the whole adams believes it is a better show a better show overall than, than Game of Thrones yeah. was. Yeah. Well, hey. So there you go. Those are my recommendations. Either, so Hannibal and Spartacus. They're both incredibly violent, though. If you're wow. not into that kind of thing, don't, mm. don't watch them. And also, if you don't like dicks, um, you, you shouldn't watch this. Well, I've Either been, of those, actually. I've been, uh, I, I actually had a similar viewing experience recently. I popped on a, a little feature film called Meet the Spartans. I don't know if you... <laughs> Come on I don't now. know if you know that one lowering the tone of the conversation i'm, oh, tra- I'm trying to give you you know i'm trying to give you uh what's the word pedestrian content um yeah. Philist- oh, philistine art you know terrible yeah. shit that actually is good mm-hmm. you're giving me philistine art that actually is shitter even than its reputation would have you believe it uh well so i've been uh experimenting with drugs a lot recently what the fuck yeah and so have you yeah 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 oh no yeah it's, it's this new girl. Oh, yeah, bad, bad influence, influence on you. I'm not sure about this. I know. I know. Oh, that's a pity. Well, no, here's I thought I was going to be there at your first your first time for each of those drugs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. no I'm just going to hear about the horror stories. No, no. Here's the horror story already. Ready? So I smoked marijuana, which I did not like. I've I'm seen bo- you smoking marijuana a bunch of times. Yeah. It fucks you up every time. Yeah, yeah, this was the last time. Well, I don't know if it was the last time like in, in the history of my life, but this is the I most saw recent Thanksgiving, time. Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. And yeah, you, you went missing for a while. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I hate that shit. <laughs> I don't know why people like it so much. I don't like it anymore either. No, oh my God. But anyway, so there I was, and um, I'd gone and decided to uh, eat some macaroni and cheese <laughs> and, uh, you know, and just like scoop it up with ruffles. Awesome. And 
Yeah, and then I was like, well, let's put on a little uh, meet. Was it Meet the Spartans or was it Disaster Movie? It was one of the two. We were like, this will be funny to laugh at ironically right now. Mm -hmm. And we pop it on and I'm like 10 minutes in. I'm upset. I'm like confused and upset because those movies are fucking nonsense. Yeah. Those they're not are, even like a sketch show. They're it's they are they're, it's they're, like scrolling through nine gag. When you're when you're, I think it might even be the same if I'm drunk. Like when you're just not in your right head, right? They are actually hard to follow because they follow no particular. No, nah, that's been that's been stunned though. That'll do that to you. Well, yeah, it was upsetting. Like it was really like really I I, genuinely it, upsetting to see something so aggressive yeah. and unfunny and difficult to follow. Just getting thrown at me. No, even when I liked weed, even when I was what you'd call a stoner when I was yeah. probably a teenager. Um, probably. I definitely was. Yeah. Uh, when I tried to watch obvious things that stoners should like to watch, yeah. like, for instance, Howard and Kumar, uh-huh. the first movie, I think it's actually, I still like that movie. No, it's a good but movie, yeah. watching it when I was high, I, I, I didn't like it. Everything felt a bit more sinister than it should have. And you actually notice that in a lot of quote-unquote stoner movies, like How High as well. That is a bit where they're digging up the body of, I think, Benjamin Franklin and trying to smoke him. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like a that, rotting isn't, isn't corpse. The, I yeah. thought the premise was that they are smoking their friend. Yeah, but they run out. They run out oh, of their friend, and so they try and smoke another smart guy. And I think, are they at Harvard, I think? And on yeah. the campus is the grave of, I think it's Jefferson. I could be wrong. But either way, they try and smoke him. And it's like a really grim, kind of unpleasant scene. <laughs> uh, which you would imagine, like, many stoners... Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I have a more anxious mindset, I guess. Yeah. But I would find, like, watching drama, like, kind of straightforward dramas, even kind of serious or violent ones, I would find that fine. So well, it might be the same thing. I think comedy, because if it's not hitting you the right way, that feels more sinister than like, you know, it feels it feels like they're trying to cheat. You know, well, regardless, trying to make you laugh, but they're actually making you scared. It was just <laughs> it was just very confusing to me because I couldn't right. follow it. It was just because it, it really is like I look I look down, take a bite of chip, look up, and something completely new is happening on the screen, yeah. and it's like. The one you know, I'm thinking maybe it wasn't Meet the Spartans now because I don't think it was 300. It was more like um, the caveman movie with the giant like, or maybe it was even like Apocalypto. I'd have to look up what year this movie came out, yeah. what they were parodying. But it was like a caveman, and then he runs off into a bush, and I look up, and then there's like a cave woman, <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Yeah, just uh, and then she burps for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, <laughs> that is quite funny. And then, and then it cuts, and Kim Kardashian is in a wrestling ring. Uh huh. And I don't know; it's the real Kim Kardashian, though. Right. And then she needs the money. At some point, like um, the Alvin and the Chipmunks puppets show up, but they're like rabid. Uh huh. And Paris Hilton's walking out, and she says, "That's so hot." And then a meteor falls on her. Oh. This is a fucking nonsense movie, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I when I was a kid, and I never saw those movies before. These are my first time watching them. But I saw, like, Scary Movie. Those are different. I, I remember yeah. thinking, like, this is funny. Completely different team of people. I even saw Epic Movie in the theaters. That's not good. And I did not think it was good, but I don't <laughs> remember it being so, so insane. Right. And that actually has Kumar in it, by the way, because I rewatched oh, that does? recently as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kumar. You know, he went off... Um, I forget the answer's name We're, now. Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Worked that's for Obama. Yeah, he worked for Obama. That's he quit right. acting. And then uh, they came back to do Harold and Kumar Christmas. And? 
epic movie. And epic movie, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. It was probably it was earlier, before yeah. or after, yeah. All right. So, all right. So that's your marijuana experience. Yeah. Sounds mostly horrible. Yeah. Why would you try anything else? I tried the other things before I tried marijuana. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. marijuana was your... Yeah, that was my <laughs> exit. Final. That was my exit drug. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't need to get into that on Mike. What we do need to get into well, is... You just, uh, you just announced it as if... Well, well was, here we go. It, it's drug talk, baby. And it was, then you're a like, well, segue, it was just a segue to it. talk about disaster movie. But oh. more importantly, <laughs> it was a segue to talk about the real drug in this country. And that's obesity, folks. That's why I'm eating only. Oh, I see what you're doing. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry as hell right now, brother. Yeah, you're fading, too. I'm like. cutting. No, I'm not fading. I'm yeah. doing fine. I'm cutting weight right now, though. Yeah. I'm in cut mode because the last... So between, a, say, about a few days before Christmas until January 3rd, Yeah, I was going, I mean, just hog wild. Me too. But you're supposed to. Hey. That's the time of year. I mean, we're eating pizzas. We're yeah. eating Del Taco. It's all shit. Like, I was, like, yeah. living my best life again. It was, like, Carl's <laughs> shit that I haven't done in a long time. Right. And that's what happens, dude. That's what happens when you get a girlfriend. You start, you start living like shit for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's true. Because you have someone to do it with. Yeah. And then you got to pick out the pieces again eventually. Yeah, And, yeah, and that's then true. probably let them all fall out of your hands again and then pick them up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We went, we went high over Christmas, too. But you're mm-hmm. supposed to. You know, it's well, ex- completely acceptable at that time of year. And then this January, was, you this was more like again. the climax of a trend that's been going. Right. You know okay. what I mean? Where it was like, at first it was like, oh, well, we're cooking at home, but we're cooking like fucking pastas and shit. Right. And like, you know, f- you know, heavy foods and th- a lot of calories probably. Right. And then it became suddenly like, oh, no, fuck cooking at home anyway. Yeah. $25 gets you like four bags of Del Taco. <laughs> Why do you need four? I'm hungry. That's two of you. Oh, okay. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, see, I got the feeling that when you decide to turn it on, you can probably eat a fuck ton more than I can. Oh, So dude. it probably seems worse, yeah. It's crazy. Well, and that's what I realized is that my stomach must be, because I'm currently cut to pretty low amount, but not that much lower. Not, not insanely low. Not like starvation right. mode or anything. But I think that my body has been acclimated to like, 4,000 calories a day over the past week or so. 4,000, you think? I mean, I'm looking at, I'm thinking about what's in this Del Taco. I'll tell you what, I'll just Del give Taco's you an example. Del Taco's not that bad, is it? I'll give you an example of something I ate at Del Taco. I ate two burritos, a tostada, a quesadilla, French fries, but not just French fries, queso French fries. Oh, God. Yeah. In one like sitting? the kind, yeah. That's quite impressive. Yeah, it was fucked up, dude. Uh, I don't even know how I did it, but I want to do it again right now more than anything. <laughs> I bet you do, you dirty bastard. He's, he's also not um, he's not drinking either. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Is I'm like, well, one, one, it's just drinking calories, so it's like, all right, you don't want to do that. But the other thing is, one, I'm like, look, I've been drinking too much anyway, so I need to kind of just take a week and let my. Uh, just honestly, just to stop being bloated and full. I haven't allowed my body to be full in like two weeks. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm opposite. I haven't allowed my body to be hungry in like two weeks. Right, right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I go to bed. I wake up fucking with like a brick of vinegar in my stomach. I haven't, I haven't been eating this shitty since I was like 26. Why don't you just do, uh, do, go back to your OMAD one meal a day? Uh, yeah, I could do that. Because that way you, you'll mean, satisfy the craving, but you won't. 
you want you'll still be hungry sometimes. You know? At my calories though, right now I'm pretty much de facto omatting. Well, you kind of have to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible I, to keep to those calorie counts if you're having three meals a day. That's why I've like yeah. never had breakfast. I'm like, fuck yeah. it. You eat soylent? No, dude. I'm telling you, nah, nah. I'm telling you something about soylent right now. Fucking, I'm gives you I, titties. I got a bunch of them right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't it? Isn't that no. one of the worries about it? Gives you titties, men. Yeah. Um, Apparently, uh, stimulates what? estrogen production or something like that, or converts oh, something you're into of estrogen. Soy. Yeah, but soy lint specifically as well. Oh, well, I, it has soy in it. That's actually. a myth about soy to begin with. So I can't imagine no, it's, it's not, not also a no, myth it's about not. soy lint. It's not. There, there are arguments both sides from equally respectable physicians and <laughs> scientists. I and also, have you seen the kind of people who eat a lot of soy? I've eaten a lot of soy, dude. I've been eating so much soy. My girlfriend's vegan. I've been eating all this fucking tofu. I know, and with the results are starting to appear. Your jaw is your jaw is softened. You're uh, <laughs> you're getting you're getting scared by a disaster movie. I think. <laughs> I think You're getting the, anxious. I think the softened. <laughs> I think the softened jaw is primarily maybe from the Del Taco, which is not so soy heavy. Your jaw hasn't really softened, but will be so. No, I mean it might have though. Honestly, although yeah. uh, weirdly, my weight has stayed pretty much the same. This show whole me time. some recent photos of yourself. Are you opening your mouth wide and your eyes as well? <laughs> yeah, I'm popping <laughs> my eyes, the, smiling in photos cover the all over the place. doughy face that's melted away. Is that due why to they soy? do that? I thought that I was thought the idea. Just right? Excited. No, I thought that the idea was to hide like your lack of distinctive features because your soy has just melted your face into a big kind of doughy blob. Isn't I, that the idea of? I saw. I saw. A tweet. I don't really. I don't really believe any of this stuff, but I just find the idea of soy boys funny. I saw. A it's guy such a perfect. I insult. saw. Well, soy boy is will forever be a perfect insult. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But uh, I'm sorry to say, it, the all right sometimes are funny. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> occasionally they get, occasionally they hit on something where it's like it doesn't even matter if it's true or not. It's yeah, funny. It's just yeah. funny. Well, I'm I was la- I was on Twitter speaking to the type of guys who probably smile real big in pictures, and um, people were as always on Twitter. They were arguing about polyamory. Don't know why. Don't even think there's not much to argue about. Yeah, you either like it you either or you like don't. it or you yeah. don't, right? But it it does bring colorful characters out of the woodwork because the only people who care to argue one way or the other are often very colorful characters, and right. one of them, one of the I assume pro polyamory people, because like, I think the, the the tweet was largely a joke where there was like, "Well, polyamory is cool and all, but how do you feel about some dude fucking your girlfriend?" Which well, is like obviously that's, if you're well, that's the, I think that's the joke. I think it's a right. joke tweet. Oh, okay. But someone responded like some some poly guy went into flex and he was like, "Hey man, I'm just sitting here. I'm sitting here right now smoking weed and playing Mirror's Edge on the PlayStation while my because I was not feeling social while my girl gets her needs satisfied. All the while I'm collecting <laughs> brownie points for not being a jealous weirdo." And I'm okay, like, yeah, yeah, that's a jealous weirdo. Is anyone who's not cool with <laughs> that? That's one problem. So I said, yeah. I just said, yeah, who cares? Uh, you either like it or you don't. But that is something I've run into where it's like you're somehow like a big square or stick in the mud for having you're basic ideas of like, yeah, yeah you know, if, if we're if we're committed to each other, like, let's just do that rather mm-hmm. than, yeah, that doesn't make you a jealous weirdo, I don't think, <laughs> especially if that's what you've agreed upon. Well, I mean, that is so funny, though, is the idea of. Him playing Mirror's, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge is like a game that's like ran. 20 years old, too. It's like an extra. Yeah. Something on Mirror's Edge makes it an extra bleak portrait to me. Isn't that? That's one of those ones that people speed run and stuff, though, isn't it? It's kind of a geek favorite. Is it? It's like I a, park, so, it's a yeah. parkour game, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's got yeah. some of that in it. By the way, have, have we talked about the speedrunners? Uh, we will in one we second will. after I pee. Yeah. Okay, you got to pee after the beer you haven't drank. All right. All right, one sec. Please hold. All right. Oh, yeah. But soon, I'll be at that goal weight and get back on schedule. Get back to that Del Taco. Because I'll bet you at my goal weight, I could probably eat like a solid four, four to 6,000 calories a day and maintain, right? If you're back at your goal weight of like 300 pounds? Yeah, I'm trying to get up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go back up. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> it's time to go ape, dude. Yeah, that's an ape, ape 2021. Oh, ape 21. Well, oh, speaking of which, uh, ape 30 coming up. Okay, turning look, 30 look, years look. old in January. You are, and congratulations yeah. and happy birthday and all of that. Oh. But oh. we made a promise to the listeners oh, that you're we right. were going to talk sorry. about speed running. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Have you seen that shit? Have we talked about this on the podcast? I feel like oh, yeah. I'm, get, I'm yeah, getting of deja vu. Of course I'm getting deja vu. Have we talked about this on the podcast? About, I, I don't know anything that's very interesting about it. So I'm so. looking at your hair and how it's falling like below your eye right now and talking about speed running and asking if we've talked about it before and all of that is triggering a deja vu. Well, that's not for me. And uh, okay. I also got to say... That's the poor quality historian. I don't, I don't recall ever talking about speed running and if there's something in particular that you have like an angle on it, then I really don't think we've talked about it because I... I I have no particular... I don't especially have an angle on it, except for the fact that it's both fascinating and stupid. And oddly touching, too. It's... Well, I do like uh, it when they get all excited. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, should we explain what it is? Because probably... Everyone knows. I, would, I don't know if everyone knows. It's a pretty weird thing to be watching on YouTube for hours. But <laughs> I do. And, uh, yeah, so what it is, is basically these people, you know, let's call them what they are... Uh, Boffins, dweebs, dweebs, okay, <laughs> uh, geeks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, you know, the gamers, they the gamers. Nerd set. They're gamers who are mm-hmm. not only gamers, but have learned how to using combinations of glitches or little tricks, tips and tricks, or just pure skill, yeah. learned how to uh, compete to complete entire games in as short a time as possible. That's basically it. Yeah. So you know, often it will be like you know finding a glitch in the wall where you can somehow skip forward to the end of the game or something like that so you can complete in theory you can complete zelda in which is usually like a 20 hour game or something you can complete that in yeah six minutes anyway it's kind of fun but also but not only do they do it super mario 64 is a good one yeah yeah you can do that you get all the stars exploit glitches yeah. yeah yeah um Doing that on, in and of itself, I don't watch them do it, uh, you know, streaming on Twitch or whatever. What I do watch is the conventions where they all do it together. Oh, that's good. They get together and they do it. That is fucking fascinating, man, because you've never seen a room so full of people who have no place anywhere <laughs> else in the world. They really don't. It's almost but are like, they in their element? Like, are they happy and excited to be there? Or are they all just staring blankly? A bit of both. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of awkwardness. In fact, I think one of the ways I got introduced to it uh, was by watching one of the many cringe compilations from one of those events. Oh, hell yeah. They're called, I, I think the two major ones are called Summer Games Done Quick or Awesome Games Done Quick, SGDQ or whatever. And they raise a bunch of money for, I think, usually cancer charities or dots without borders you know so it's for a good cause and stuff and it's all it's all fine sure. and it's, it's quite nice and nothing wrong with it yeah it's quite nice and pleasant to watch funny, uh, 
but there are some really cringy moments. You know? <laughs> what are, what's cringy? Like, what do they get excited or? There's one where uh, one of the most famous ones is a guy called Chibi, who I guess is not especially popular within the community, but he's there regardless. And he's sitting next to someone uh, whilst they're playing, and he's kind of doing. He's trying too hard to be funny. He's trying too hard to make meme jokes, oh, you know, just good. like yelling over nine thousand or fucking oh, no. whatever. Could you be? Yeah, you know, he's pickle Rick. But yeah, yeah, he's the, he would do that, you know. Yeah. And the guy who's playing is, is you know, this kind of like not a neck beard. He's actually just like a little mustache. You know, he's got a uh-huh. mustache and long hair, and he's sitting in his pajamas, basically, like <laughs> basically playing. He's getting increasingly annoyed with it, and. Uh, at one point, he's, the guy says a thing too much, a, a meme too much, a joke too much, and the guy just turns to him and goes, I'd really prefer it if you'd be quiet. <laughs> he's trying to focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny, and then the guy's face fucking drops. Wait, that's the cringe? That's not cringe? It, it, if you see it, it is, oh, yeah. it's cringe how much the guy's trying to be funny, and then yeah. the guy just turns to me, I would really prefer it if you'd be quiet. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, there's another one with a, a girl who's knitting for some reason, and she starts telling a story about how her grandma died of cancer. Oh, I think I have seen this and one. And so, therefore, she's like, and therefore, I probably have a, one, a 50-50 chance of dying from cancer, too. Uh-huh. Like, almost everyone yeah. does, I would imagine. Yeah. But um, she asked she asked the speedrunner to stop to applaud, basically. Yeah. And it's like... The idea of a speed run. Yeah, you can't take your hand off so, the controller but, for a second. But again, what's funny about it more than anything else, more than just the bullet points of what happened, is that the image is a guy trying to speed run Zelda whilst dressed like Link. <laughs> I have in seen a little, this. you know, the little yeah. green hat, yeah. and, <laughs> and he's sitting there, and the camera's on him, obviously, because yep. he's the one competing. And then in the background, this girl starts crying and knitting and yeah. yelling about her grandma. I have seen this, it's and great. he's desperately just trying to keep playing yeah he's just trying so hard and he's not just to looking solemn, solemn but he can't obviously just say hey be quiet like or shush yeah. I'm, I'm busy here yeah so you just see it in his face he's like trying really hard to stay composed but he's dressed like link and then there's someone else i think someone else who's dressed like jigglypuff comes up and hugs her <laughs> and it's like you know it's just the absurdity of it all that i, that I fucking love but you know it's also and it, it is really odd when you see like an entire room of people applauding at something you're just you don't even know what they're applauding at. It's like some move or some trick or something oh, that they managed I, to pull up and everyone's like, like they're, yes! they're applauding mid-run. Yeah. They're not even waiting until the end. Oh, no, yeah. They're applaud- applauding when oh, they wow. pull off something that you can't even tell what's happening. That happened. is people who watch yeah. a lot of speedrunning. Yeah. Like, well, it's they a whole, know their shit. It's a whole uh, community, you know, which yeah. is fucking fine. You know, I have no problem with that. Then also, uh, because I got, I got back into Super Smash Bros., <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's fun. Wait, it's a what do you mean you game. got back? You're, like, you're playing it? Yeah, because um, uh, I got an Emmy. I myself. I'll have you like know against the computer, against the computer, against the computer. Yeah, <laughs> like is that like a ca- campaign mode, or are you just playing matches? I just I, I built both. You know, I changed <laughs> it up. It's a surprisingly uh, melee. The the GameCube one is surprisingly versatile. You can do a lot. You can keep yourself entertained endlessly you have a on GameCube? that game. No, I don't. I have an emulator on okay. my on my computer. So like you know, when I'm uh, in between you know bouts of work or when I'm waiting for someone to download or something like that, I'll just go on Smash. I haven't done it for a while. Who's your guy? Uh, I have a few. Okay. 
but that's kind of how I got into. I found out about this whole other world of yeah. competitive Super Smash Bros. I did not know that that was oh, a thing. That's maybe the biggest thing next to like because there was Starcraft Tekken and, and Mortal Kombat, and I knew that those were yeah. still played competitively. I had no idea that Super Smash Bros. was. Well, you know, it's highly controversial, right? Well, yeah, and that's what I'm getting oh, okay. into, right? Yeah, because they've had a big, <laughs> they've had a reckoning in the last year or so. Yeah. That that community, yeah, um, which I don't think would happen so much so readily in the speedrun community. But <laughs> the Super Smash Bros. one, uh, it doesn't. I'm not going to talk about how I play. I, I, I actually mm-hmm. like Ganondorf, which is not one of the most popular characters, but I like I I can Ke- kick ass with him. Fox is good. I don't too. think I know who that is. I know Fox. I know Ganondorf's Fox. the the villain from Zelda. Oh, okay. The big dude, Ginger. Anyway, um, so yeah, I uh, I think it was like looking up, like, well, I like this guy. Like, who are the best players? And then I realized that people like do frame data ana- analysis and like all these little tricks and tips and stuff like that. And then I realized, oh yeah, there's this huge community of people who play this religiously as kind of yeah, like a competition. And there are big meetups for it, and they're pro shot with actual commentators. You know, <laughs> they yeah. have like, like like a sports game. I didn't know it was that big. Uh, so obviously, I start looking into that, and it, it's kind of unlike the speedrunning people. It's more like a like athletic, I think. And some of the people who do it are kind of like they're like bros. You know, these like fucking athletic kind of dudes. Uh, sitting, <laughs> playing Pikachu, you know, fucking Jigglypuff on the fucking screen. But you know, people scream in that in oh yeah the audience for those things. It's like a big arena, and there are people screaming at these people playing as fucking you know Mewtwo and Link. But mm-hmm. uh, that made it less surprising when I found out that you know sometime I think it was last year or the year before probably a bunch of them were like doing rapes. Whoa, that's not what I was saying. Oh, what was were the you controversy? saying? Holy what? shit. That's, well, that's true, but what, oh, what the, on earth controversy did you hear about? I just that other fighting game professional players don't consider Super Smash Bros. a real fighting that's game because it's just button mashing. I, I mean, I thought that was about as controversial as it got. Well, first of all, they're wrong. It's not just button mashing. There is actually quite a lot of strategy to okay, it. Well, but, you um, can take it up with them, but I want to hear about this, these rapes. Yeah. Oh, so tell me about these rapes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great joke in Psychoville. Uh, it's hard to say. Oh I, thought, oh, I thought you were doing a... It's been a rape up there no there's, oh, yeah. a, there's actually a better similar version of that similar joke, joke. <laughs> in, a, in a show called psychoville where um it's too hard to explain easily but it involves a hairdresser just uh, doing someone up for a tv interview um who's a rape victim and she's about to be on tv to be interviewed about it and the hairdresser's just kind of absentmindedly going so tell me about these rapes <laughs> anyway uh yeah, no, apparently, uh, not only rapes, but like pedophiles and all kinds of things coming out of that community. All the Super Smash Bros. At like community. after parties and things like that. It's a really, oh, there's a whole like video a about scene. it. And not only that, but also some false accusations which uh, cause suicides. Oh my God. It's a really, really crazy thing. Yeah. This is a whole world. It is a whole world. Replete and there are celebrities. Its own drama. There are celebrities within it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the uh, supposed uh, rapists uh, was one of the commentators. Oh no! Because it's a really weird thing that, like, every time I watch one of these matches from you know, so from one of their arena, you know, the tournaments or whatever, they always had a rotating cast of always black guys commentating, like a, mm-hmm. a, a, a pair of black guys commentating. Yeah, I think 
but I, I I don't know if maybe black guys are really in Super Smash Bros. But oh, I think it was mostly. No, I thought it was mostly just because they wanted it to be as you know, like like a basketball game, oh, like they athletic. Thought, oh, yeah. they wanted they hired them specifically. I, I don't oh, that's know. Funny. It just seems like, but because they bring like an energy to it, which yeah. you definitely don't get at something like AGDQ. You know, usually gaming and stuff like that's a pretty like white nerdy thing to do. Yeah. So I think they added that and like all these graphic, you know, these like big lights and graphics oh, yeah. and stuff like that to make it like a, like a, like the NBA or like the NFL or any other kind of major sporting league. Um, but yeah, then apparently one of those guys unfortunately did a rape, and, uh, so he's canceled, and like a bunch of them are canceled, and it's kind of ruined the name of uh, of competitive melee. That yeah. is a shame. Isn't I- that fucking funny? There's a whole video. I can't remember who it's by, but if you type in, you know, Super Smash Bros. controversy or something yeah. like that, there's a great video which just categorically goes through all the accusations. Well, <laughs> I some of them are pretty remember. intensely weird. I've been in a few rooms where I've been privy to the Super Smash Bros. Uh, world some more some more casual than others like i remember once long time ago i went up to a a local convention called sac anime which was an anime convention in sacramento why'd you go there you don't like anime much do you no i don't but i think it was like 20 looking for sluts at the anime convention (laughs) yeah that's what it was (laughs) uh no it was like my friend wanted to go and uh i yeah, I guess that's a, I guess that's just how bored you are when you're in Northern California. You'll just go to whatever shows up. Right. I also went to Stockton Con. <laughs> Why didn't they call it StockCon? I think we've I, talked about this because I remember really that have, stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I, but I did go to Sac Anime and Sac Anime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I and horrible I, name. I distinctly remember that in one of the because it was in like a kind of like a convention center, I guess. Yeah, but even then, like Sacramento Convention Center is. Because I also went to like uh, Wizard Con at Sacramento Convention Center, and it was way bigger than that. So this must have right. been like, uh, oh no, it wasn't. It was at a hotel. Is that some shitty hotel? And so in this, but they had different conference rooms rented out as well as like one show floor. And in one of the conference rooms, they had super competitive Super Smash. Right. But when you got it, I was like, I'll watch some competitive Super Smash, kind of <laughs> thinking that I'm going to see what you're describing. What rapes and pedophilia? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like lights and fucking announcers and all this. And you get in there, and it's like a row of it's maybe like double rows, five wide each of like those blue plastic chairs, like you see in grade schools. Uh huh. Like with just the four legs and a blue plastic chair, very simple chair, yeah. and then just two fat guys sitting there playing a GameCube, plugged into like a. 10 inch television yeah and they're just sitting there kind of hunched up to it playing against each other not even particularly well and there's a sign-up sheet that's just untouched right. and that was the super smash bros competition <laughs> that doesn't sound Bros. like one of the most prestigious ones no but although one time when I, when I went to the 626 market just like last year they were still doing. They were doing Super Smash Brothers, and they were doing Just Dance. They had tents yeah. for each of them. They, they have local chapters all over. Like yeah. I found one local to me, and I was like, I'm not gonna go. Because oh, imagine the yes, fucking. Yes, you will. Please imagine go. Imagine the smell. No, Please but, fucking go. Nah, but I was surprised to see how widespread it was. Um, yeah, there was also Spartacon. I've just learned going back to my Spartacus show. <laughs> they do a convention every year with some of the actors. <laughs> What's that? What oh, this? That one show has a its own convention. Its own convention huh? Yeah. Wow. It, it's you know it's got its diehards, but they all fit into one room. It seems. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> some of those conventions sized, they get smaller and smaller. Moderately sized room with the actors. What's funny like... is the panelists <laughs> that they get to speak at things like that because you know mm-hmm. they're not getting the actual people. 
But what do you mean the actual people? Like okay, like I, I guess I can't speak for that, but like yeah, I, they like, got some of the main actors. Really? I mean, the, yeah, the the actor who played Spartacus originally died. Well, uh, <laughs> so he had to be replaced. Can't um, get him. So obviously you can't get him. But one, yeah, most of the main characters. One of my favorite celebs who works the con circuit is Christopher Sarandon. Christopher Sarandon. Yeah. Susan Sarandon's brother, who was in. Like, I don't know. Maybe. I think they are. Yeah. He was in Fright Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more importantly, he was in the one he always gets billed for at the cons is he was in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Who who did he do the voice for in that? Jack Skellington. But here's the thing. Oh, Danny Elfman the sings for The speaking him. voice. So he's got yeah. like four lines in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> Danny Elfman does the singing voice for yeah, him. Yeah, right, and I just, right. it just makes me laugh to think about like how many people, how much explaining he has to do on a casual basis. You know what I mean? Because like, I'll bet you half bet the people who doesn't. Should, you know, he yeah, just he's just, like, when yep, I played Jack Skellington, me. I'm like, you played Jack Skellington for, if you were in the booth for one day, I'd be shocked. No, he's got a fair bit of dialogue. Dude, no, he doesn't. He does. No, he doesn't. Like, rewatch it. It's a pretty sung through movie. It's only, first of all, the movie's only like 80 minutes long. It's yeah. really short. And most of it is singing. Yeah, okay. So it's literally, it's him being like, curiosity. Oh, that's not even his line. But the other guy, you know, he's like, when he's like, curiosity killed the cat, you know? And he goes, I know. That's one of his lines. That's not his only line. He also says, <laughs> that's one short says, line. That doesn't prove your point. <laughs> he also says, uh, this year Christmas will be our. I don't even know if he says that, but that might be Danny Elfman, actually. He, he talks to his dog quite often. Come on, Zero. Not now, Zero. Yeah. I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. And then he keeps singing, so he goes, <laughs> There are few who, who can deny, deny that what, what I, I do, do, I am the best. Oh, well, yeah. Shit. Man, I yeah. fucking loved when I found out that that was Oingo Boingo guy. <laughs> well, I found out about Oingo Boingo long after I yeah, knew about <laughs> Danny yeah. Elfman, but. Yeah. yeah, he's apparently coming back with music. Oh yeah, he's doing, that's, doing a that's solo project. Sounds like it's probably going to be bad. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. I could, I could be wrong, but if you say to me like Danny Elfman's got new shit, I'm not like. Ooh, now, I'll tell you what. The, the, those first few Oingo Boingo albums with him on it. Well, when he took it over and mm-hmm. made it natural, yeah, they're band, awesome. They're fucking good. <laughs> oh, they're great. <laughs> they're really, but really good. Don't forget, they had a whole uh, rest of a career. Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> it's two separate things. Yeah, <laughs> Rich, uh, is it Richard Elfman, the other guy? Yeah, yeah, he's still fucking knocking about in North Hollywood. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I remember giving a lift ride to someone going to a party at his house. Oh yeah, and he wouldn't shut up about it. He was like, he was like flexing on me about it a little bit. He was <laughs> like, oh yeah, do you know, um, do you know Richard Elfman? And I was like, ninety nine point nine percent of Lyft like, drivers are going to say no. Yeah, I think that's why. I don't know why. He <laughs> How asked. lucky that he got I, you. Well, I, like, yes! so I was like, I do. Yeah, yeah. Forbidden Zone. Forbidden I love that Zone, movie. Yeah. And then he was like, oh. And I think maybe he was only asking because he thought <laughs> I would. He was know. like, what's the Forbidden Zone? <laughs> I think maybe he might have been asking because he thought that I didn't know, and he wanted to like red pill me on it. Uh you know what I mean? Like I think so then he, he got kind of like dejected. He was prepared he was, for a whole different conversation. Yeah, you were the Scientology. The Scientology did not come up. No, <laughs> um, but he. I think he was like an agent, and I couldn't tell if he was Richard Elfman's agent or if he was going out there to try to court Richard Elfman. Oh God! Why would you want to? If you're an agent, why would you want to court Richard Elfman? He's not exactly doing anything. I don't, well, apparently he's well, been he's been Forbidden Zone Two. Yeah, he's been knocking around threatening Forbidden Zone <laughs> threatening. Two for a long time. Threatening is the right word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna do it. Don't you fucking push me. There's fucking there's a guy in the in the original Forbidden Zone who looks exactly like Voss. 
Um, I don't, oh, yeah, I, don't know I know his that name, guy. but you know exactly who yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. When I say it. Squeeze it. Is that his name? His name yeah. yeah. Yep. That's a fucking movie and a half. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. We can watch that right now. Let's go watch that. <laughs> yeah, instead of doing the podcast, let's go and watch The <laughs> Forbidden Zone. <laughs> the colorized version. <laughs> I've never it's, seen the colorized one. I didn't feel like I should. It looks good. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen a colorized thing that I thought made it better. Wizard of Oz. But that's not colorized. So what the fuck are you talking about? It was one of the first ten. They colored movies. in the sepia parts too. Um, there is a cool trick in the sepia parts, which I'm sure you know already, being the big Wizard of Oz head that you are. Yeah, they the like walk out from. Yeah, that. the bit where she walks, she yeah. seems to transition from sepia into the yeah. colorful world of Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and apparently they just painted. The they house. just painted her, not only her, but her. Sorry, they painted a double of her. Yeah, and the house sepia. Yeah. And then it's a genius trick. And it looks so, really good. And it looks perfect, yeah. You know why? Because it was. Because it was real. Yeah. If you were looking at it without the camera, it would look the same. Yeah. So That's really cool. That's how you know it's I like good. Those, I like those little practical effects. You I know, I'm into practical effects over here. CGI is bollocks. CGI. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Alan Moore. I've been, I've been watching a bit of Alan Moore recently. What's he been uh, up to? A few interviews. I mean, not much. Uh, I fucking, mean, he's got his did movie. Did you watch his movie? No. I mean, there's no way to watch it yet, but it is out. It's in the ether. It was finished. Because we watched that trailer, it must have been two or three years ago. God, it wasn't yeah. even a trailer. It was like this a is nothing on like the set type Lynch. thing. It's like, it's not reminiscent of Hodorowsky. Yeah, <laughs> it's purely coincidental. Well, isn't exactly it like, red, like it's that. it's Lynch? Isn't it? isn't it like red curtains? A bit and of shit? both. I don't yeah. even know Lynch, and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a bit of both. I mean, Lynch is derivative of Hodorowsky in some ways. Sure. Yeah, but. Uh, it was finished and it was made, and um, yeah, I will watch now. it when it comes out because I'm kind of curious. Well, I want I want to see that, and I want to see Final Cut or no Director's Cut. I want to see Director's oh, Cut. Oh, you haven't seen that. Director's Cut yet? You've seen Director's Cut? Yeah, ah, oh, it's on bastard. Amazon Prime, I think. No. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I think man. I actually paid for it back in the day because I was a Kickstarter backer. Oh, wow. Or yeah, was it Indiegogo? In the credits. Look for Sean's name in the credits. My name is in the credits, script. yeah. Did you find it or was it just go by way too fast? It's really hard to see because it's, yeah. it's playing over footage of, for some fucking reason, Pendulous, no god band, oh, yeah. playing live I at remember. the end of a movie yep. <laughs> where he's not playing himself. Yep. Um, there's just footage of the no god band playing and everyone's name in one big wall of text it's not even like individual, you know, it's a big wall of text without even spacing between the names. Yeah. Uh, is at about 20% opacity over, oh, <laughs> over the yeah. footage of his band playing. <laughs> I don't think I even saw my own name. I, I, oh, man, <laughs> I think it was rocks. too hard Good to see. For him. Yeah. What a legend he is. Uh, <laughs> Scott is uniquely awful. Did we ever get any follow up on his wife attending that virtual there is no follow-up. We still don't know. No one reached out. It's a mystery, out. yeah. And that was also a bonus episode, so I don't know if that many uh, people, that yeah. many of our current listeners, you know, the other two of you. Yeah. I don't know if the, you know. The, cas- <laughs> the casuals. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, know if, uh, I don't know if they'll be familiar with that. But, all right. No, let's not do Pendula. Alan Moore, though. Interesting fella, you know. What's he saying? Because he is funny. Like It's easy to make fun of him because of his kind of like Midland actor uh, accent and, uh, yeah. you know, his slight pretensions and talking. Mm-hmm. I'm into magic. I'm a, I'm a wizard. You know, oh, yeah. All of that stuff. Which, uh, to be absolutely fair, because I think that's usually a lot of hippie nonsense. Um, mm. I did hear right, it came up, you know, when I was scrolling through. I usually like watching those kind of long things on YouTube when I'm eating something. 
Lunchtime meals. Yeah. R slash lunchtime meals. So when I'm meals. working, I was like, or click on YouTube videos. and like find the first thing that's recommended or whatever and just watch it. I'm telling you, dude, R slash lunchtime videos will not stay Oh, really? Wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd rather choose my own. I, I don't need Reddit to do it, but... It just gives you a gives you a variety yeah but there was like a whole hour-long lecture that he's giving about um, you know kind of transcendentalism magic mm-hmm. and the occult and stuff like oh, that yeah. and it's fucking fascinating i'll give him that he, he is a very engaging and smart he's obviously intelligent like you know ralph waldo emerson <laughs> no bad, he wasn't no, not man. that kind of transcendental i mean oh. literal like <laughs> transcendental practices and stuff like that it was really fascinating i'd, I'd recommend that to anyone to watch yeah and uh, you know some of his historical stuff is good. Like I liked you know uh, some interviews where he talks about from hell, which is a really interesting account of the time, even if it's completely fictional. Mm-hmm. And that actually led me onto the book I'm reading right now is They All Love Jack, which is Bruce Robinson of all people. Bruce Robinson wrote and directed With Now and I, oh, no, and no, How no. to Get Ahead in Advertising, Mm-mm. and uh, the Rum Diary adaptation where he introduced Johnny Depp to Amber Heard, and we all know how that went. Oh yeah. That's how they met, huh? Yeah, and wow. that's a terrible movie. That's Didn't a terrible. I love, I love the book, uh, Hunter mm. Thompson's book, but it's an awful movie. Uh, anyway, with no one eyes, one of my favorite movies, but it's like a kind of goofy British comedy, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that he then apparently did twelve years of research and decided to write a book about Jack the Ripper. Not a story, not fiction, like a, a historical. Oh, really? Account? Yeah. Oh, Jesus! Oh, hold and, on. And like, I thought I thought this was just a story. Hold on. No, no, he hasn't written a, a book about. Like, he's written uh, an histor- a historical text about Jack the Ripper, an analysis of the whole case and the whole wow. scene. But it's very well, interesting. I'm not very far into it, so I won't comment too much. But it's interesting that he basically starts out by saying Ripperology, which is the term yeah. given to people who are obsessed about Jack the Ripper, is bollocks. Uh oh. <laughs> And, uh, you know, his, his thought on it seems to be the um, ripperologists tend to be so in love and infatuated with Victorian London, Victorian culture, mm-hmm. that they completely ignore how unreliable a lot of the sources are for that time. Oh, like, yeah, of course. So, you know, if they have a suspect in mind, then they're going off like police reports. And what Bruce Robinson's trying to do in this book, it seems, is say, well, yeah, but look at this fucking police cunt. Do you think he's reliable? Like, here's what he did before that, and here's what he did. And not only that, here's what the royal family were doing, here's what the country were doing, here's what the country were expected to do, here's how they were supposed to react to things. You know, when Victoria's husband died, the whole country was supposed to mourn with her, and she mourned until her death, like, 40 years later on. I mean, he's he's kind of just excoriating Victorian culture and saying that you Mm. can't reliably... Uh, point fingers at someone without understanding like, the entire scope of what Victorian England was and oh, he seems to be going into the Freemasons quite a lot because there definitely is a connection there somewhere or whatever um, and uh, yeah it's, it's a fascinating book sorry I'm just giving recommendations right now it's called They All Love Jack by Bruce Robinson yeah. it might turn out to be a shiter later on but he's got a very he's a very good writer which I like a very engaging uh, funny writer um, and yeah it's really good yeah, I mean that's something. I there's a story, and it's all sourced very well. There's a story about Lord Kitchener, who I mean, you probably don't know his no. name out here, but like in England, a very respected, you know, general. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, it wasn't enough that they'd killed a, a foreign dignitary or something in Africa, but he also um, excavated his corpse and bashed his skull in, and then or removed the or skull just put and it back then, or something. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's just like lots of ridiculous stories about the the way that the army and the and the royal family and the military and stuff back then. I mean, he also makes quite a good point, I think, which is that 
the the murder everyone goes on he you know they say the murders of jack the ripper are so well remembered because of how grotesque they were or how unusual they were and he says he keeps pointing out it's like it wasn't at all unusual back then to get murders like that and not only that it's not even that unusual now like he so he gives an account a quote from someone talking about a woman who had been um you know a slit from vagina to breast and had her bowels uh eviscerated and uh uh, and you think, all right, this is someone describing one of the Ripper's victims. Well, actually, it turns out that was describing a, a woman in Vietnam um, at the hands of American soldiers. Yeah. And I think he was using that as a point where people say, oh, Jack the Ripper had to be a, a psychopath. He had to be an insane person. And he's like, no, there are plenty of examples of otherwise what you'd consider at least to be sane people doing those kind of things. And mm-hmm. you don't consider them insane for doing it. Same with like a lot of the British military generals who do weird things like dig up a corpse to get its skull you know <laughs> well i always i i was unclear if jack the ripper was even real well i mean the murders certainly happened yeah and they seem to be connected to the same person hmm. but there's only five of them that are officially connected yeah. to what we call jack the ripper it is with especially growing up in london like you learn about jack the ripper from a very young age and like you you know on school trips to those fucking terrible jack the ripper walks i don't know if you've heard about them well, you told me about like the London Dungeon. No, the London Dungeon is like a, that's a little different. That's like almost like a fairground attraction. No, the mm-hmm. walks are like you know, like you get ghost walks out here. Oh yeah, tours. these are the ripper walks. Like they got killed there. Yeah, and they're actually like, usually practicing ripperologists. Like my wife has a book in the house that was written by the guy that she went on the tour with, who <laughs> like then mm-hmm. gave her one of his books. Oh yeah. Uh, so they do care about it, but you know they're just uh, according to Robinson anyway. They're so obsessed with and, and kind of like fetishizing. Victorian London and Victorian society and like foggy alleys and fucking mystique yeah. and stuff like that, that they're completely incapable of actually looking at anything objectively. So apparently, I don't know what it is yet, but apparently he does have a suspect that he thinks is most likely and he has good explanations for it. But I haven't got to that point yet. I'm, I'm just enjoying him basically completely tearing down <laughs> Victorian society. Well, yeah. It's very funny. It was, well, Burke and Hare, that was during the Victorian era as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, early. I think that was 1820s. Oh, was it? Yeah, so okay. I think Victoria was. Seems like it was just a no, weird... no, she might not have been actually at that point. That might have been before. No, that might she still came be about in like 1837 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably a little later. But, you know, aesthetically Victorian, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Book and hair, that's, yeah, they're interesting. That's gruesome to some shit right there, brother. They, I remember uh, Mary Roach in Stiff writes about Burke and Hare, and, but more in particular, like, the whole practice of like cadavers being like how well how yeah. medical science was done at the time the premium on cadavers and then talked about how they were like publicly hung and this is all in just only one of them the well, other one got away with it i can't remember it's either burke or hair uh, got away with it by committing i think it's a king's treaty or something like that mm. where he basically turned in the other one mm. he had so he he got acquitted he didn't get exonerated but he got acquitted of the charges so he didn't face the charges but he had to, in in order to do that he had to sell out the other one i was under, i i know that one of them at least was not just killed like hung in the public square but then had his body cut open yeah. and put on display uh, and people people came by and saw it apparently i don't th- i this don't know about, this I don't know about that Roach. no 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 i, I think 
I, I know something about that, but I don't think it's quite like that. As far as I understood it, he was publicly dissected. When, when they say publicly yeah. dissected, they mean like, like in a university, in a surgery. Yeah, yeah. like in, in a because that was common at the time. They would yeah. give lectures whilst dissecting a, mm-hmm. a corpse. I think that was it. And also, his skeleton is still on display in um, either a museum or a, or a university. Yeah. It was my understanding that he was such a special case of public ire that people actually were like. Let us fucking see. There, there were about, they hated him. They were supposedly chant, like, Burke, about Burke or something like that. There were supposedly about uh, twenty five thousand people at his execution. Yeah. Is hanging, and they were in Edinburgh where it happened. They were um, renting out like windows uh, in the local businesses and yeah. uh, buildings for uh, for high ticket price, kind of like a sports event. Yeah, they were stoked. Yeah, um, there, there are some, but yeah. So he is his skeleton supposedly is still standing somewhere in, uh, in Edinburgh. Uh, but it was also, yeah, I mean, it, it, it what, like you say, they were, mo- if you don't know Burke and Hare, yeah. quick background, they were two, I believe they were Irish, but figures. I believe they themselves were Irish, but they were in Scotland, they were operating in Scotland and they were basically like con men, like small time kind of confidence tracers, uh, mm. who realized they, I, I guess they passed some law in Scotland whereby Usually, the bodies that were hung, like executed prisoners or um, other bodies, would just be kind of donated to or bought by um, doctors, physicians who were at this point studying anatomy. There, there, at this point, still wasn't uh, even a map of the human body internally. Yeah. Um, and they, these guys, Burke and Hare, apparently realized that, you know, sort of on the black market, they could sell dead bodies to, um, to, Doctors, a yeah. physician. And so they apparently they chanced upon the first one. It was like a lodger in their house had died. And instead of, you know, turning the body into whatever relevant authorities, they took it to a doctor and sold it. And then started to do that more and more often whenever they found one, but quickly started creating bodies themselves. Yeah. They basically started murdering people. And it started with like people who were on their deathbed anyway, but then they just flat out started murdering people and selling them to this doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was crucial in like the advancement of um, uh, the study of anatomy. So it was kind of interesting that that's how it, how it came about. But before them, there was a guy, a philosopher called Jeremy Bentham. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. So Jeremy Bentham was also a big advocate of... Um, you know, uh, donating bodies to science and yeah. using bodies for, uh, to study the anatomy and stuff like that. So he donated his own body. Like he wrote in his will when he was only 20 or so. He lived to be about 70, I think. But when he was about 20 or so, he wrote into his will that he wanted his body not only to be um, used by science, but also preserved in a very creepy way. So what he wanted was for his body to be preserved and then propped up in the university, I think the University of uh, London, U-O-U. Um, and it, I think it was called an auto-icon. So it was a big box in which they had his skeleton covered by clothes and stuffed with hay. And then his actual head preserved on top of it. And uh, I, th- I think his actual hands and his actual feet. Um, so he, he would just sit there in this big glass box in a, a common area of the university um, just, a, just a dead head. Just a dead head and on some hands on a, on a convincing-looking scarecrow. Yeah, which is really creepy. Um, and apparently not only that, but he wanted to be at all the council meetings. What? So they would wheel his body in, in, in this box, presumably, and just have it sitting in on these, these council meetings at the, at the this university. This has gone from one direction to another. 
Because at first you're like, oh, he was very practical. He wanted to donate his body to science, and then he's like, I think he did. I think he let them get all the organs and stuff, but he wanted his head. He's like, here's what else I want to do. (laughs) Yeah, he had a bunch of ideas. Uh, And yeah, apparently they honored that. Although supposedly his head on the body started very quickly. Even though it was preserved and like the, the skin was treated, it started to look scary. Uh-oh. It started to darken and kind of look weird and yeah. kind of macabre. So they um, uh, they took it off. They took the head off and replaced it with like a, you know, a wax head. Yeah. Uh, which is fair enough. But they you know thought, well, the head's important. So they kept the head somewhere. And apparently they only finally uh, locked that head away because it started to become a victim of student pranks. Where was it? People were stealing Jeremy Bentham's head? The banter lads. Oh, my it's God. It's the banter lads. The freshers. The freshers at university were apparently uh, breaking the glass on this cabinet, taking Jeremy Bentham's head, and uh, not only playing football with it, uh, but also, you know, just putting it in inappropriate places, um, uh, apparently poking it over the side of toilet stalls to look down on people while they were in the bathroom. Banter. Banter and memes. With National with, Lampoons Presents. Yeah. And I'm sure this is not what Jeremy Bentham had in mind when he <laughs> wrote that will. So. Asking his body to be preserved in perpetuity. What a grim <laughs> What a grim bit of banter. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the banter lads. Banter without limits. Oh, no limits. <laughs> no limits. No limits bants. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. That made me I learned about that in, in like my philosophy class. It was fucking funny because my, my philosophy teacher had gone to that university. So he'd seen the, the, the figure of Jeremy Bentham sitting there and yeah, heard the stories about <laughs> about why his head That's had nuts. finally been locked away. <laughs> it's cause they that is keep, really nuts. It kept turning up in odd head. places in the university <laughs> after Good being God. used for banter and memes and hijinks oh, sticking it in the window like one of those Halloween I'm trying to yeah like, I'm trying to think of what else you could do with it <laughs> in the toilet what's a more inventive one? you close the lid and then you open it and his, his open mouth is in there in the bowl oh god yeah <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, I found that funny anyway it's something man the that's... macabre history that's one thing England's very good for is that kind of macabre history <laughs> you gotta yeah well they were they were pretty backwards for until the 90s. They still are, eh? I would say well into the 2020s. And then they came back there. <laughs> Moribund bunch of people. Yeah.